You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. So I saw her for the first time in 30 years at the high school. She hasn't seen me do anything. Oh. Since uh, how, she directed me my freshman year. Well, that must have been great for her to see. It was my freshman year of high school. So she's coming to see the show on Friday. Wow. And This will be the first time she's seen you on stage since she directed s- you. Since I was a thin, good-looking kid. Hadn't seen The Roach Man? No, she no, yeah. wasn't able <laughs> to get you a DVD copy However, of it's funny that you say that. It is funny. One of the actors in this show oh? was one of the actors in Roach Man. Shut up. Which one? <laughs> the Comedian. No, no, that guy's great. David Noah, yeah, he's he's awesome. He was like the. I remember seeing him, and it's funny because it was before I knew who you were. It's so weird that we had that that connection. Yeah, like ten years prior, because um, I worked with Brian Hart, the director. Um, Name and, drop. And I remember watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Brian H. Hart. He's going to be coming to see the show too. Yeah, on Friday as well. I don't know if on Friday, but okay. I know he's coming to see the show. Well, let me know when you know. Uh, but uh, you guys should come when Sarah goes. I remember thinking <laughs> so that way you can keep her. There you go. Sit with she you. Doesn't guys. fall asleep. Uh, not that she would fall. I'll asleep. comp you guys tickets for Friday. Yay! There we go. Yeah, right, we'll Friday get you tickets is. for Friday. Thank you. Uh, come on down to what's the name of the theater? The Patty Granville Theater Opera House Place. <laughs> it's going to be very difficult to Google. Yeah, uh, Google. So if you do come down to the theater, make sure you go to the small theater, not the large one where oh, they right. do all the musicals. <laughs> I'm and confused. Stuff. Yes. There are two. Yeah, there's there's two auditoriums in this place. But, uh, How minimalist is this? Is it like um, Japanese kabuki theater? No, not no? quite. It's a, it's a cross between kabuki theater and Bukaki. like uh, like fresh out of college experimental theater. Okay, where like they they put garbage on the set. Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> using boxes as uh, chairs. <laughs> it says, yeah, exactly. Like you know the theater stuff you see on SNL when they <laughs> yes. used to do like the theater club or whatever. Yeah. It's it's not far off from that. No, Will it's you be actually wearing a black leotard. It's actually really good. Like mm. I can't gush enough about this cast and crew that I get to work with. And I'm not just saying that because like, oh, I need to say the proper things. Like this is a bucket list show. Mm-hmm. And this show has not dis- this experience has not disappointed. Like doing a year full of shows at the Pocket Sandwich Theater while fun, none of them were as Fulfilling, and yeah. I don't mean this as a knock no, against could, the pocket. I know what you mean, but I'm saying like none of them were artistically as fulfilling. Yeah, as this show. They're not has trying been. to be. This experience has been uh, getting to play this character and put myself in this headspace. I thought being a lead was kind of past me. Like I would never be hmm. the lead of a show anymore because yeah. I kind of like slid into like character actor territory. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but now it's like. To have landed this role of McMurphy that I really wanted. Like, I, I just, I really want to play this role from everybody that I've heard of that has done this show. This is like a character that you could really sink your teeth into, and he is. Um, if anything, I feel like I, I'm still having a hard time balancing, like, him being this jovial, like, you know, ja- uh, the devil may care kind of attitude mm-hmm. to, like, Kind of being a little bit on the darker side, but then also being sweet. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a huge juggling act that's going on in this show, where this dude is basically terrorizing a woman, and you have to make him likable to the audience. Yeah. Like, reading the script, you're like, this dude's fucking horrible. 
Like he really is horrible. He's he's all about the like the testosterone, the you know the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. about like you gotta be a man, you gotta show her you still got balls. Oh, yeah. Like all that shit that I grew up with with my first stepfather that was like, fuck you. Yeah. But to have to embody that and make him affable and engaging for an audience. It's it's been a challenge, and you surprised me when you said uh, that you hadn't even seen the the Jack Nicholson performance, no, the, the the I, film. I've seen some scenes from yeah, it, but, but I refuse to watch the movie. I don't want to watch the movie until after the show closes, it, and hadn't even seen it on stage before. No, like so, you have no reference to go on except the words on in other the other than what people have told me and what's yeah, what's in the script. Well, I guess if you got a good director who knows what they want. Yeah, Juan is Juan is great. There you go. This is a dude who's very passionate I about the show. He's done the show three times before. Oh, really? He's played Chief Brom <laughs> no three pressure. times before. Jesus, uh, you know some of the people that are in the show. Probably. And I think I told you, like uh, Patrick. Uh, oh, I love Patrick Sweeney Todd. Yeah, he's playing uh, Chief Bromden. So fun. Uh, Joe Porter plays uh, Dale Harding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, the guy who plays the comedian in Roachman, David Noel. Yeah, I love him. He's in this show as well. Oh, what a nice little uh, reunion yeah, there for you. It's really, dude. And the fact that I, the last time I worked with him wasn't just, it wasn't Roachman. It was the musical comedy murders of 1940 <laughs> that we did in Garland. Basically the same in play. In 1998. Ooh, that was the last time we shared a 30 stage. 30 years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... It, it, Wait, it's weird no. coming back around. Yeah, it's twenty. No, no, <laughs> so twenty two. Twenty two years. I rounded up <laughs> to thirty from twenty two. Hashtag math. I'm math. How are you? <laughs> uh, no, so I, I could gush on and on about this show, but just everybody involved has been sweet and so uh, uh, open and 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 welcoming to ideas and like nobody shuts you down. And and mm. it's it's just been not always like that everywhere. It's huh? been wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I always tease like every time I do a show, I'm like, all right, well, this is my last one. And it, I truly do feel like if this is my last one, if the performances or anything like how these rehearsals have been, yeah, I'll be. You can go out happy. on top. I'll be perfectly happy. Nice. This well, is, good. It means we won't have to do any more of these midnight recordings. Then, huh? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, and with each other. We'll find out what the movie did right, what it did wrong, uh, and uh, maybe we put it back together a little bit better than it was in the first place. Uh, you might notice that somebody is missing Uh-oh. tonight. We've got an empty mic. <laughs> Convenience. Empty mics at empty tables. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tess, who tried to back out of doing yeah, this last that night. That was convenient how he did that. He was like, hey, guys, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I'm not going to make it. I didn't watch the movie. And I was like, well, that was convenient because uh, we're actually recording tonight, tomorrow night. We're going to do tomorrow. And, uh, so you still got a chance. And so, and he actually watched that. We were at work, and yeah. I watched him watch the movie uh, <laughs> as he just incredulously like stopped every five minutes was like, Dude, what the fuck, man? Maybe he just didn't want to talk about it like I felt halfway through this movie. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want to watch this movie or talk about it or Anymore. think about it ever after like an <laughs> an hour into this movie mm-hmm. i i like check the time and i'm like oh there's still over an hour left like what else do we have to do <laughs> i think we got like the extended director's cut or something yeah. um because uh, i don't think the original runtime was over two hours it went on forever and i, I think i told you uh jeff and i uh yeah. producer jeff started the network <laughs> uh with us he and I went and saw this movie when it came out in the theaters in 2015 <laughs> uh, as a goof because we did Afternoon Delight where we were talking about current movies. So we were like, how funny would that be if two dudes are talking right. about Fifty Shades of Grey? So we went and saw it together and then came back and talked about it. So this was actually technically my second time talking about this movie. I'm oh, sorry. So to be completely honest, mm, full, full disclosure. disclosure, 
I skimmed the movie. That's fine. It was just like, all right, okay, I think I got the basic points. Having watched this now, I think this is a good movie. This is one that you could skim. Like, <laughs> having seen it before, because there's really not a lot that goes on. No. And it does kind of devolve into the softcore porn formula yeah. about halfway through where it's like, oh, I started timing it. I was like, Jenna, you hit the stopwatch. Uh-huh. Because from like the 45-minute point on, every 15 minutes... Once you see Dakota Johnson's nipple the first sex time, scene. it's every 10 to 15 minutes yeah, there's another like sex clockwork. scene. Yeah, um, it's just that you have to go like 45 minutes to 50 minutes before this happens. Yeah. Uh, so you do know the origins of Fifty Shades of Grey, correct? I do know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was originally Twilight fan fiction. And it got so popular that whoever wrote this, I can't remember the name of the author, mm. whoever wrote it, like, repackaged it and turned it into Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> that's so but that's crazy. why this story takes place on, you know, the Pacific Northwest. That's right. Seattle plays a big it's part. Seattle, Portland, mm-hmm. like all these cloudy, overcast areas. Right. And just the weird relationships, specifically the way Christian is towards Anastasia is a lot like Edward and Bella. There's a lot of... Uh, if you go back and listen to our Twilight... Well, two of our Twilight two of episodes our Twilight now. Episodes. Uh, one of our main complaints, especially about that first one, um, was just the way that... Um, I mean, granted, those are high school kids, so it can kind of be forgiven a little bit. Yeah. In this film, we're dealing with, you know, granted, she's a college, a college student. She's about to graduate. Yeah, and then another young adult having adult relationships. Yeah. And yet he's saying things like, uh, you've got to get away from me. Yes. Like, it's too dangerous. It's so, not not just that, but how about, like, not long after they met? Mm-hmm. Then we're going to be all out of order here on this, but... That's fine. When she's at the club, and he, like, gets her on the phone, and she's like, you've been drinking? Yeah, it's like, stay where you are, I'm coming I for stay you. Stay where you are, I'm coming for you. Not only does he come for her, he's there in ten minutes. Yep. Like... Always there to rescue. Finds a parking spot within that time, gets in his car, gets downtown, finds a parking spot, uh-huh. gets to her just in time, mm-hmm. so that way he can rescue her from her incel buddy. Jose, the photographer. That's so weird. And like, so he shows up, and it's like, he has to come rescue her. Mm-hmm. There's that There's that example where he like rescues her from the club, mm-hmm. And also when they're like, they go have lunch and he rescues oh. her from the bicycle curry. <laughs> and the way that hour. it's treated, it's like he just saved her from a sinking Oh my God. Ship. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bike carrier. He yeah. would have swerved out of the way and maybe flipped you off. But, would have been uh, fine. Exactly. He'd yes. have been okay. But it's so symbolic of he saves her literally. And then also, well, no, not, not, he no, he does not doesn't save, save her, her figuratively. At all. Nope, <laughs> not at all. But still, she wants to be uh, to be saved what by somebody is, like this. Like, I don't even understand okay. the initial <clears throat> attraction. The, the initial attraction between them. Well, he's uh, he looks like he does, Joe. That's all, and he's, he, and he's uh, successful. But, but he's powerful. Her, he's rich. But her, he can fly a helicopter. Like part of the the okay, part of the plot <laughs> of this movie when he first meets her. It almost makes me feel like it's a she's all that scenario where he's like, I bet I could make her hot. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. He's having a because side bet with the. There's nothing with, with his Waldorf Lance Armstrong <laughs> chauffeur. Oh, yeah. He looks like Lance Armstrong. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? So, but like, yeah, there's, there's this whole thing where I'm like, well, what is the attraction? What, how did, why is he even attracted to her? And there's the most fucking just trite ass dialogue where he's like, what made you fall in love with literature? Yeah. Was it, was it uh, 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 Jane Austen? Jane Austen, or was it... Uh, oh, God, I can't, I can't remember, remember the, the name the, of the, the author. The third one was Hardy. Yeah, she's she like, Hardy, he's like, was Hardy. I'd have pegged you as a Jane Austen girl. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't like, know what This the... is totally like somebody did two seconds of research on like, okay, who are some authors that I can... Inspire. Oh, Bronte was Bronte. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily Bronte. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
And so watching these two people who, and you know, they they ugly up Dakota Johnson at the beginning. As they much kind of, as they, they can, they, sure. they try to plane her up. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of this movie, you've just got like two beautiful people who who end up kind of having a disagreement over how rough you should have sex. Like <laughs> it's it's a very uh, unhealthy relationship. It's to, very to unhealthy. say the least. Uh, but to the point where, so uh, it's hard to buy. It's hard to buy either of these characters, really. Yeah. But most importantly, it's hard to buy Dakota Johnson's uh, Anastasia Steele. Uh huh. <laughs> sounds to her. like. Does it sound like a wrestler name? Yeah. Well, these are all like fake trashy novel <laughs> names. Yes, Christian Grey. Are you ready to jump in the ring with Anastasia Steele? Wow. <laughs> it's a Christian. Yeah, and Christian Grey. Christian Bale. Christian Grey. Christian Grey. <laughs> But Christian Bale. They uh, they have no business Christian Bale. <laughs> being together. Uh, yeah, she. I, I could see why she'd be attracted to him, right? She's thr- thrust. I shouldn't use that he's word. Rich, she's rich. He's gorgeous. Thrown he's a good-looking guy. This dude's yeah. a great-looking yeah. guy. He's intimidating. He's got it all. She's just. She's he's got all pencils on, on his desk, That's ready right. to go with his name on it. Yes, that she can uh, always suggestively put in her mouth later on. Mm. Insanity. Mm. Uh, so I, I get I get the attraction on her part, or at least the infatuation. Uh-huh. What's this guy who's what? Are we, That's what I'm saying. He's like late twenties. He's like he he's he's like yeah he's in his late twenties, early thirties. She comes walking in the door. What's the deal? Yeah, what is the deal? It's because I would understand. Unknown, I would understand if she came in and she said something so completely profound mm-hmm. that like kind of floored him and made him go, wow. You know, there's something about this girl that I really want to know more about. Right, but nothing. But nothing. There, I mean, it's all on the surface. He even asked her. He's like, well, I want to know more about you. And she's like, there's really nothing much to know. <laughs> like, she, there's nothing deep. He even, he's the one that's like, so which author really got you into English lit? Yeah, he's oh, it's this one. Taking like, it up a level. He's the one that's having to pull this stuff out of her. It's not like she's volunteering any of no. this information. Like, she could have been like, oh, it was Harding. And it was the way he said, you know, it, I believe it was this this verse of whatever book that right. really, so that way we get an idea of who she is because we never get that. No. Through, I mean, we get discussions between her and her mother mm-hmm. that's supposed to build her character, but all it does, and it really blows my mind that this this story is written, it's written by a by woman. A, and, and directed this by a woman. This is written well. by yes. a woman, directed by Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife. Yes, I Sam no Taylor Johnson, there you go. who has done some like Elton John videos. She's done an REM video. She's, uh, Sounds about right. She's got another couple of movies coming out. She's a great visual stylist. Like the way she shoots a film, it's beautiful. Looks really good. It's pretty. But this film is, this film is the. It's like the film equivalent of like the douchebag at the bar <laughs> who's like the ugly lights are about to come on and he's just scrambling to find like <laughs> who's gonna say yes, who's gonna say yes. That's what this movie feels we're gonna like. Drive you home tonight. We waste no time. He stalks her to some like uh, hardware store that she works at. Yes, where he's buying rope already. And, very like, uh, serial killer shackles and and she even says she's like very serial killer. He's like, so I'm just doing some home improvement. What else would you suggest? She's like, well, if you're doing home improvement, maybe you'd want some coveralls so you don't ruin your clothes. And he's mm-hmm. like, or I just get completely naked. I just won't wear any clothes. And I'm like, that's uh, inappropriate. It's, it's, um, this whole thing is inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> like there should be like red flags. If she ha- if she had any self confidence or cared about herself, any self love at all, like four minutes into meeting Christian Grey, she'd have been like, uh, no thanks, uh, dude. You're I, gross. I was watching this with Jenna, uh, and I asked her. We were halfway through, it and she was already out. But I, I asked her because I was like, at what point would you have bailed? Like, w- what red flag would have just flown and would have been a step too far? And she's like, 
Oh, uh, like at the beginning when they're walking down the hall and he's already asking her about like, hey, who's that guy who you work with? Yeah. You know, and what about that photographer? Right. She's already having to defend. She was like, that's red flag number one. Exactly. And then when he shows up and punches poor uh, Paolo or whatever his name is. Dude, the well, poor Paolo was trying to make he the moves on He was being a little rapey too. And, and but he, he's like from the beginning. Still, it to was, the point where you're like, why is she friends with this guy? It was, yeah, he's a little kind bit of creepy. Taking advantage. But it's the same thing you said, uh, comparing it to Twilight, where here's, what's his name, to save the day. Always Just needs like, to be saved. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Like that's how you that's how you write a strong female protagonist, mm-hmm. someone who needs to be saved constantly. Okay, so that brings me to a larger point. I I chose this film because I thought you know Valentine's Day. We've done the traditional yeah, rom coms before. Great, it was a great pick. We've done. I'm sorry, we actually missed Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> like two weeks. <laughs> just one week. But um, yeah, we did. We've done Titanic before. We've done like actual you know um, good movies. Titanic. Titanic. Pardon. Uh, what was it? How to lose a girl in ten days? Lose a guy. Or lose a guy. In, oh, whatever. <laughs> Awful movies. So I figured uh, I was like, oh, this made in be Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. I was listening to that on the way here. Do you remember that one? <laughs> it had been so long, but it's still so bad. The Ray finds J Lo rom com. Oh, I've sat on your face. Nothing. <laughs> your nine year old boy. He mm, intrigues yes. me. <laughs> Tell me more about your dreams. Charles. Why are you speaking? <laughs> Why are you speaking like Magneto? <laughs> Charles. Charles, let me sit on your face. We're the future, not them. <laughs> we are the cure. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. But um, I chose this movie because I was like, oh, you know, this is a time of year when we, uh, we'll, we'll choose something we wouldn't have normally seen. Maybe something for the for the female uh, audience. Right. But watching this, I th- I went into this thinking, <laughs> this, is a, this is a film like for women. Yeah. Um, by, by women. women. And or, or straight. I mean, whatever you want. But by Je- women, straight women. <laughs> any, any kind of woman can watch it. But Jenna started making the case. She was like, this is a dude's movie. It's a dude movie. Like, this is totally a dude fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. You get the girl next door. Who, who She's the virgin, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah. I, I, no way I'm buying that, nope. by the way. No. Um, anybody who's like, like this sexually adventurous, like first time out, you don't wait until you're a senior in college. Or just simply... Mm-hmm. Careful. As, as well manicured as she is. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> she's, uh, she's very well manicured for a virgin. Oh, you're saying downstairs. Yes. Well, they had to actually add uh, digital pubic hairs. Did you read that? No, <laughs> yes, I didn't. Because, I didn't Because they up. were these things. I didn't care enough to know do any that. research on this. <laughs> I was just imagining IMDb page. the Dookie Hauser music playing do, 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 while you're do, do, watching do, do, the movie. like, pause. Mm. <laughs> Would you general, do, 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 huh. Dear computer, I was curious when I saw Dakota Johnson's pubic area, and I thought, huh, that doesn't look natural. So I did some research and found out that ILM provided... <laughs> they won the Academy Award that year Weta for uh, did, digital effects. Did, did, did the digital that. effects on Fifty the Shades of Grey. It was new technology they were using that allowed it to wave in the wind naturally. <laughs> it looked like Sully from Monsters, <laughs> Inc. <laughs> It was so impressive, the hair. groundbreaking. Oh, my God. No, I did not know this. Well, if you don't know, now you know. (laughs) And uh, But, yeah, because they wear these things, these, like, Merkins. Merkins. (laughs) It's the opposite of that. Because I'm proud to be a Merkin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so... um, So the fact that she's as well manicured. mm -hmm. Not that... True. Again, not that a, a, a virgin can't be, but I feel like... Someone who's experienced. That's when you start of, caring about that stuff. Well, you kind of understand, like, oh, this might happen. It's an expected So I thing. should probably, right. like, I don't know. That's, like, when, as a dude, I did not start taking care of that stuff. Sadly. Until I finally no, had exactly. sex. I was like, 
oh, I should probably take yes. care of that stuff. Because you never more. know when it'll happen. Exactly. <laughs> and you still don't. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> and then it didn't happen for six for years. Four or five years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so yeah, so so Jenna started making the the case, and strongly that this is more of a a film. For, it's a dude fantasy for guys. It's a dude fantasy. It's both because though, really. she no no it is a dude oh. fantasy because they have the, what the fuck was that? You just, oh. <laughs> have you tied up in my in my dungeon? A velociraptor. So the fact that like they have this initial thing, it's like I don't date. He's very, I don't get in relationships. I fuck. I fuck hard. hard. It's like, like, wow, this is... What the... She's taking it all, you know, pretty... And, uh, yeah, okay. Interesting. If, uh, Tell me more. Let me let me brush my oh, hair back behind my ear. That's Because so that's the Dakota Johnson me. move is mm-hmm. I got to push my hair behind my ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like he's like, I fuck hard and I don't... But if we're going to have a relationship, yeah. here's what's going on. You got to sign this NDA <laughs> and you're exactly. only with me. You're with me on these times. We don't sleep together Mm-mm. and blah, 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 blah. And and like and then she's like, so then what do I get? And he's yeah, like, you get you me. get me. And I'm like, fuck oh, you! What a fucking pretentious fuck you! you like get you're some me. Prize. what prize are you, man? <laughs> I could probably go and hang out with some, find some really cool yeah, dude who's not going to whip who, my ass, right? With and who wants straps. to like reciprocate and mm. have a good time? Maybe we could read some books, go to movies, and go to movies, have and, dinner, and like just. It present ourselves as a things. couple. That's we right. Have a very healthy relationship. Then maybe we ease into the uh, the hard, <laughs> the rough trade. Dude, even the rough. Tr- but even when they talk about like it being rough, mm-hmm. it's so lame. Like watching these scenes <laughs> yes. where he's like, he's just like gently caressing uh, like the leather straps. Not just that, nipples. but like when he's whipping her, it's still so like. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's, gotta, it's gotta work up to it. Uh, she but, was a virgin, Joe. So. But but we did decide that. And Tess and I talked about this at the office. I told you he watched it, mm. and we did it's talk like about here. like I wonder how many times he had to take a woman into the dungeon <laughs> to realize like he should make her sign the NDA first yeah. before I, showing her the dungeon. Like to see uh, ex- <laughs> test subjects number one through twelve, <laughs> right? Where he shows them the dungeon first, and then they leave and start telling me he's like. I should have oh, shit, damn. Should have had them sign okay, that in this time. <laughs> before I, I open the door, look into the camera. Okay, so the sequence is hardware store, helicopter ride, yes. NDA, mm-hmm. then the dungeon. Yeah. Right. Then the weird plane, engineless plane ride that they go on. <laughs> what the fuck? Was I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> it was like, what is this thing? <laughs> Is this a thing? I don't think it is. So, like, yeah, that guy shows up, I'm going to be your co-pilot. And you think, like, all right, he'll be in the yeah, cockpit. He'll be in the we'll cockpit. just be sitting in the back. Instead, they're, like, in a flying coffin behind the plane. It's a completely different plane. <laughs> they're being dragged. And, like, they're fucking they in the plane. They have no engine. <laughs> they have nothing. So no, that, they're just doing it's like 360s. Some, it's this weird, rich person thing that I'm like, mm-hmm. what? what is this? Well, he already picked her up in the helicopter and flew her to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So... You got to up your game. How long of a helicopter ride do you think that is? How romantic I mean, of a helicopter ride is that from Seattle to Portland? That's a, that's a several hour ride. Yeah, and like your hair's all fucked up by the time you get there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting choice, but yeah. he can do whatever he wants. But the fact that they were able to draw this story out for over two hours, where we find out not only about Christian, mm. but about the person that, that trained him, him mm-hmm. the way that he is, like. He's How familiar. uncomfortable is that? Where Dakota Johnson has to meet this woman, mm-hmm. and this woman's like, "Oh yes, let me tell you about how I mm. he was a lost boy. He was boy. fifteen. He was fifteen, and I had to, t- and I'd be like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. No, I don't want to. Why be a do you part still have this? a relationship with your abuser? Like, yes, she fucking got, she abused all, you. It takes Anastasia, uh, Anna, way too long 
to ask some of these questions that she's finally asking, like uh-huh. in the third act at the yeah. end. Like, why can't we just be a normal couple? Yeah. Why does it have... He keeps saying, like, it's just the way I it's am. It's just the way I am. It's the way I am. You have to accept me. Because I'm Edward Cullen. I mean, I'm, I'm Christian Grey. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, uh, no, you were abused. This was sexual abuse yeah. as a child. This is serious. You should see a doctor. You should fucking press charges. Like, Not I don't only think... press charges, because... This person, the damage that she's done. This yes. isn't romantic that you hang out with no, this person. She nor is, is it fun for me to be hanging out in this situation. She's taken away your we ability to seek counseling, to have a normal relationship with another human being, much less a woman. Uh, but you know, thankfully, Dakota Fanning is there for it. In his or words, Johnson, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. he's good at people. <laughs> Clearly, I'm good at people. This says the least. A charismatic person ever. That's definitely written by somebody who's never been the head of a company or a corporation. Right. Has never. I still don't know what he when does. Did, when does this guy fucking work? <laughs> First of all, he's got all this time to like woo her and, and take her to his uh, woo her to play. Well, I mean, his <laughs> like the bartender from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Your droids. We don't want them here. <laughs> no, but he uh, uh, he's got all this time to to t- uh, show her his uh, his green room, his clean room. What's he call it? I don't know his his, his, I, his. I don't remember. His playroom. It was his playroom. playroom. Is yes. that what they called it? Meet me in the playroom. That's at so weird. Mm-hmm. That's so. And then, like, <laughs> and then the most bothering. And this is why it's a movie for dudes, though. Where oh, yeah. they like the first time they have sex, uh-huh. and then like we cut to the next scene, and she's like in bed alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> he peaced out. See ya. I'm gonna and go he's just like play my sad I'm gonna piano. Go play my sad piano. <laughs> Not only that, so she shows up to where he's playing his sad piano. Mm-hmm. She comes over, drops her blanket. She's like, let me give this another straddles shot. straddles him mm-hmm. and is like, well, and I guess that's kind of true to form. Like for virgins, like oh, sure. that first time you're like, whoa, what? Let's try Let's this again. Let's do this again. Yeah. But the fact that like he picks her up and then awkwardly walks so they just take off camera. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a perfectly good piano yes. right there. Just like, put her on the piano. Fantasy. Or like, the why floor. Are we... The floor actually looks kind of comfy. There's a rug. Nope. Only in the bed, Joe. <laughs> He's a man of his uh, integrity. <laughs> or on the rack. Yes. But, but they hadn't gotten to that point yet. Hey, yo. How did we stretch this movie out to two hours? Well, you say that, and uh, yes, it's it's surprising. But also, since there's like not really much of a climax. Like <laughs> I, I was checking the clock all the way through, and Literally, here we are. Here not we are. much of a climax. <laughs> there's, there's four climaxes, but there's no climax to the story. I checked the clock at one point. We're like 15 minutes to the end. Yeah. And I'm like... Jenna, does this movie seem like it has 15 minutes? Like, usually by this point, we're we're building to something. Yeah. There, there's a conflict that needs to be resolved. I mean, I guess... It's just this weird revolving door of conflict. Yes. Like, it's like it never quite gets off the ground. Like, unlike the weird experimental plane that they're in, yes. <laughs> it never quite gets off the ground. And it just seems to keep circling itself. Where it's just like 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 it's just spinning its wheels, yeah. Like like Fred Flintstone trying to run, but it's just the bongo sound, and it's never the pew. Like it's just bongo for two two hours. It, and I like even the most basic of stories has to have some kind of arc, yeah. And we don't have one. There's no MacGuffin. There's no like through line. And I know they try to give you this illusion that like Anastasia is now a different person at the end of the of the movie. Eh, yeah, but she's kind of not. She's still the same, just she's she's been deflowered. It really takes until that last uh, act, like I said, before she starts like standing up for herself and asking these questions. And, and then you have that awkward scene at the end where he's having to, uh, well, to it echoes to whip her. what happened at the beginning. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, no, no, the, the Christian Anastasia. Christian. The elevator. Oh, door. on the elevator. 
Uh, okay. I roll. That was nicely done, I think. Well, okay. In Who a, does that? In a film when you're in an elevator. Yes, exactly. That's how we're going to close we're going to close the podcast like this. Joe. Joel. Mhm. <laughs> but it's weird I because there's no you. door that closes yes, between so us. We're just I just have creepily. to do this with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and see. <laughs> Uh, for those of you not watching on the Facebook, it'd be feed, great if like she gets on the elevator though and it goes the wrong way. <laughs> so, like it goes up, she comes back down. Comes back oh, down. hello, <laughs> Christian, Anastasia, and like five other people get on the elevator and they're just kind of waiting. Keep, keep eye contact. <laughs> don't bring, don't believe you know, Christian, Anastasia, Anastasia. Bob, <laughs> Christian, Jesse, Christian, Christian, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It'd be way better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Can you believe they made a sequel? Okay, so first off, well, you can believe they yes, made a sequel because it was because this movie was made for forty million. This movie was made for forty million dollars. Healthy budget, and it's it's not a bad budget, and it looks good for the forty million. Mm-hmm. It made like five hundred and sixty million dollars. Yeah, man. Valentine's Holy Day weekend. God, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, well, and, and it kind of. <clears throat> I think it played to a lot of audiences. I think maybe couples went out to see this. Kids. There's a little bit of There's planes. Oscar voters. And there's helicopters. That's right. It's got, the, got your aviation uh, crowd. <laughs> Apparently a... Lance Armstrong's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, and then you had, like, girl power. Like, this was a movie where what? I think... Girl, there's really no I girl think... female empowerment in this movie. It's though. not empowerment, but it's still it's still a fantasy. Like, you know, some girls kind of have that fantasy. And, hey, I'm all about, you know, strong women... Uh, um, Exploring their sexuality, and, and well, sure. they should be able to have a good and, time. And at no point do I feel like I, I don't think we're sh- doing like any kind of shaming. I don't feel like we're shaming oh, no. anyone. You, whatever you enjoy in bed, enjoy it in bed. Don't let somebody else dictate yeah. who you are, though. Like that's that's what's weird. And also the fact that in this movie, everything seems so disingenuous. Like, I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything about it. The chemistry between Dakota Johnson and whoever well, this dude is. he's a fucking wet rag. It's, yeah, absolutely is. Because it was supposed to be a different actor. It was supposed, it was to, supposed be, to be Charlie Hunnam. That's right, from Pacific Rim and uh-huh. uh, uh, what's the show he has on FX? It was Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Much better actor and then just couldn't make it work uh, with the schedule. And so they brought in this zero at the last minute. Yeah. Who just seems like a soulless shark. Like, uh, didn't he seem like he's like Ryan Phillippe... That was left in the microwave for like for a minute too long. <laughs> he was definitely like a soap opera caliber actor who yeah. was kind of reaching beyond his his. What's his talent? name? Jamie Dornan? Sure, yeah, J- exactly. Yeah. Yes, we all know. I don't know what else. I, I, I'm sure he's Jamie done Dornan. something else. I don't know what else he's done, but yeah. it, other than Fifty Shades Darker, it just didn't work here. <laughs> no, um, and I, I kind of feel like she's acting circles around him. Like she's able to kind of make this character. I think she's doing believable. the best she can with a horrible character. True. Like. It, the the whole thing is it falls on the script. This script is terrible, and you could tell when something is an actor choice or when something's written. And most of this stuff is written, and it's written really badly. Yeah. Uh, and it upsets me because I do feel like if this thing had been thrown through the ringer and maybe forced to write a few more drafts, mm-hmm. and you had maybe, could have been something. Maybe a. I don't want to say a better director because I do think that the direction was it's fine. Not fine. Yeah. 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 But I do think that maybe we needed a more seasoned director 
who would have been able to tell you know studio execs like no this is the movie well, I'm making I, I just think from the ground up it, it what's the thesis of this film like what is the message you're trying to say all all this film is is this is a film adaptation of a really popular book <laughs> exactly. there, there's no point but to you, it they could have taken the opportunity to say something about sexuality to say something I know the the is it the BSDM BM, BDSM, BDSM. Uh, community was not happy with the portrayal of, no. of uh, dominance and uh, no. subordinates because yeah. yeah because it's it's bullshit. The way that it's presented the way, yeah, is it's, bullshit. It's supposed to be more uh, uh, consensual and, and sane. And here's this one person is just foisting and forcing his worldview right. and relationship view on this woman. And she's just kind of she's she's the victim throughout. Right. But he's not healthy. But she gets him. She gets to have him. <laughs> what a prize. That's <laughs> that, that is it. I, lo- I do love, though, that uh, he, he's like the Sheldon from uh, Big Bang Theory of, uh, like, he's writing contracts, sex contracts. It's like, hey, if you're going to date me. It's my favorite band. The sex, con- sex contract. Good evening, Dallas. We are sex contracts. Two, three, four. Na, 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 na. That's not the kind of music I think sex, sex contract would play. Probably not. It wouldn't cover Bon Jovi tunes. Death metal, maybe. <laughs> Uh, what else about this movie, man? Uh, I, I do kind of like enjoy that scene, though. I thought if there was any uh, what the sex scene? No, uh, no, but the uh, the scene where they're like negotiating uh, across the table. For, it was interesting. Uh, things that she's there was cross a, it was almost like, like mammoth doing softcore porn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anal beads? Nope. To cross those off the list. Not and doing those. In the okay, so we've we've talked about this movie. We mm. watched this movie. Yes, and we watched Athena Massey's Undercover last year. No, oh, yes. Which Speaking was a, soft corn. which was a better softcore film? Uh, oh, okay. So we're judging on softcore porn standards. <laughs> which one was more enjoyable to watch? Oh, yeah, Athena Massey, Athena uh, Massey undercover, undercover. Yeah, I agree. I do. I agree. But also <laughs> think because, about the intention of the well, film. Exactly, and that's what I'm about to say. Like the intent, they didn't hide with undercover. There was no hiding no. what the intention of the film was. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the reason we watched it. But, it, I mean, the movie itself is just, it is a softcore porn. You know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. It was funny to dissect. Going into this one and seeing, like, the money that's put behind it and the, the fandom that's behind this movie, it, it's interesting to see that this thing had legs, that it made that much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, like, oh, well, it was a Valentine's Day release and there's this, this and that and it speaks to these people. I mean, still five hundred and sixty million dollar take. Yep, that's that's a lot. Like that's. I mean, scratched. I, I guess it's not really Marvel caliber, mm-hmm. but I mean, you are getting to like, you know, some of the more popular like live action Disney films. Like I would see like Aladdin probably taking in something like that. Yeah, uh, the Lion King taking in Surely. something like that. So that's a lot of money for a movie that's just about two horrible people that just can't come together for a healthy sexual relations. No, they came together, all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, uh, gosh. Hey, why is it uh, 2015 yet everybody has flip phones? <laughs> and they're texting like with uh, using the numeric keypad. Using the numeric keypad. <laughs> I haven't done that in 20 years. You know why? Mm. Because of a Nokia contract. Oh, is that what it, it was? It was a Nokia contract. Well, I saw Apple. Uh, she, he it buys her an Apple laptop. An Apple laptop. An app laptop. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. An Apple Portable? Apple Top. Um, why not? Mm. Why not an iPad? Didn't they have yeah. iPads in 2015? They sure did. Yeah. Get her an iPad. Uh, you know what? Look, I'll let you whoop my ass a couple times for an iPad. I could use a new iPad. There you go. That's and honestly, that's kind of where these. <laughs> it's good to know where you draw the line. You start laughing because that's where. But honestly, that's where movies like this go. People 
who are going to just sell themselves. They're going to sell their morals for like something a little bit more material is a dude. I feel like women are way too smart for something like this. <laughs> yes. Even even the most naive girl is too smart for Why this. is she throwing her life away? Like she's agreeing to be this guy uh... To, to be a doormat. A slave, basically. Like, yeah. she can't live her own life. He, she finds out she's going to go visit her mother for the weekend. He's like, why didn't you tell me about this? Yeah. Like, this Where is a fucking it's my stalker, dude. Yeah. Like, no, just because you have some sort of weird fetish that doesn't mean you have to play he's along. He's got control issues. We yeah. established that yes, early. clearly. But fuck that. Now, I, I, I am so, in a way, so curious to see how the Twilight fan fiction plays out compared to how Fifty Shades of Grey plays out. Like. Oh, yeah. It was that like it was basically just somebody's excuse to write sequences of like Edward and Bella having sex, and that they just saw like Edward being rough in the sack because he's a vampire. He's a vampire. That's right. Is that, like is that who has fantasies of stuff like that? Like <laughs> who wants to see somebody get hurt? I don't want to. And you know what? It, it's not my thing. Again, yeah. We can't, and so I can't, can't speak judge. to that. I can't judge that. Mm-hmm. But I can judge when a story is horribly written, horribly paced. Yep. Uh, and and just ill conceived, and I just don't think the uh, the subject matter was dealt with in a uh, mature, delicate way. Like in one hand, it's like this could have been a it really was... psychologically interesting uh, exploration yeah. of sexuality and this type of lifestyle, which can be healthy. Uh, it could be about adults making their own choices, but then it's kind of wrapped in this. Ooh, hey, ladies, bring your girlfriends down it, on uh, Valentine's Day it, weekend. It lacked like, a marked intellectual responsibility. Yes, yes. Like to to watch this, you're like. No, no, no I did, th- this isn't correct. Yeah, so I said like young girls who are going to see this and be like, "Get out oh, of my life!" <laughs> I want a guy like this who's like rich and handsome, and he wants me, and he 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 wants me so bad that he wants to control me. But right, no, not, that's not healthy. No, not healthy. Um, it does kind of attempt to come around in the ends and and be responsible, uh, and and she stands up for herself. You know, of course, after being whipped and uh, having all manner of things done to her. But when yeah. it stops being fun. But then they end up getting together and getting the, married but anyway but in the next Is movie. that what happens in the next movie? See, yeah. I was going to say. This I'd movie like should have ended with Christian Grey throwing himself off a bridge. Oh, he should have died at the end oh, of no. this. He's a horrible person. And I don't care. Like, I know. But he's a victim too, Joe. Hurt people grow up to hurt people. Mm, like, yes. hurt people grow up and, and, and they hurt people. And that's what he's done. And so it's just like this ongoing cycle. But at some point, he has to take responsibility for it. And that's why he, he needs hide behind. to Javert himself <laughs> off ah! of a bridge. That's our second Les Mis reference here. <laughs> uh, but throw himself off a damn bridge. Mm. Make it dramatic. If you're going to do it, make it dramatic. <laughs> also, uh, Jenna took issue with you know some of the sex scenes here, or at least all of them. Yeah. Because she was like, this guy's got like one move. Like He's he just does. like... Pounding away. Lay her on her back. Like a jackhammer. And do some weird shit to her legs <laughs> and her chest. And then climb on top of her. And just like forcefully and roughly, which I mean, you know, hey, there's there's always a time and place for that. Hey, speaking of responsibility, uh-huh. though, you mm-hmm. catch that part where he, he rips open the condom right. wrapper with Save his mouth. Save sex, guys. Uh, it's hot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, at least we're doing that. Yes. We're, we're a social responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm. um, Rape your girlfriend responsibly. Responsibly. Kids. That's right. <laughs> if you're if you're going to <laughs> torture a poor woman in your playroom, make sure at least do it safe. You got the Jimmy hat on. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you man. know. Uh, okay, so what else about this movie? Mm, I've see. got. I I don't. I really don't have anything else here. I like how um, when his mother is introduced in that one scene. 
So uh, I guess Anastasia has, has spent the night, right? This is yeah. after one of their first she's encounters. Just, she's just there. And the mom shows up. She shows up. And, and they're, like, they're freaking out. She, he's like, oh, it's my mom, right? She's like, put your clothes on. So you think like she's going to try to sneak out the back, yeah. and uh, Christian's going to play it all cool in front uh-huh. of mom. No, I'm sure no. she just comes around the corner. She just comes walking. Buttoning the button last shirt. buttons of her shirt. Yeah. Hi, I'm a, you must be Mrs. Gray. And she's like, oh, so nice to meet you. Yeah. So oh. nice to meet you. Oh. <laughs> like she's got to be. She, this has got to be. First of all, we found out he's done this fifteen times before, though. Right? Oh yeah. So this can't be the first time mom's walked in on. Uh, and does Christian really seem like the kind of person that would flip out about something like this? That no. he's like sweating at all? No. His mother like seeing him having a woman in his probably apartment. got her under control too. Yeah. Sit oh. down, mom. Oh wow, that's right. Yikes! Don't make me get the whip out. Oh God, <laughs> no. Hey. No, not incestuous. All that's not. That's not where we're gonna go. Mm-mm. No, sir. What did Fifty Shades of Grey do right? Uh, what did it do right? Well, I mean, if 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 you're trying to push the boundaries, if you're trying to release a, a film that hasn't really tackled these types of uh, um, topics before, unless it is a softcore porn, this kind of opened this up to a new audience, for better or worse. Uh-huh. Um, and at least you can make the case that it got uh, people talking about it. Because this was a $500 million success, uh, uh-huh. now there's people kind of exploring these ideas, being introduced to, oh, wow, there's people, sex means something different for uh, uh-huh. for other people. I think the best thing that this movie did was that it opened the door for for sex to be, like, part of the discussion, part of the global yeah. discussion a little bit more. We could be a little more comfortable talking about sex because, you know, it... It is a necessity, and it is a natural thing, and it's something that we all engage in, but in different ways. And I think that they should... <laughs> well, no, but I'm being serious. Like, we all engage in it in different ways, and those ways should be respected. As long as you're not... As long as you're not hurting someone, right. like, in a way... Like, in, against their will. Yeah. Uh, you're not hurting sense. someone. You're not... You're not fucking around with animals or kids. Like, that. Yes. as long as you're not doing that shit, like... Have a very healthy sex mm-hmm. life. Do whatever it is you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. So that's a great thing. Like, we wouldn't have had shows, I think, like Masters of Sex. Right. That TV show. It was fucking great. Yep. And I feel like it's stuff like this that paves the way for it. There you go. But this movie in itself, what it did right? It's pretty trash. It's kind of trashy. <laughs> I think that physically, mm-hmm. the casting was great because you've got beautiful people. They're great. You know, watching them. Fuck hard, like I guess is great, but for the most part, like talent wise, yeah, this Jamie Dornan guy no. is really just a zero. Yeah, uh, what did this movie do wrong? Uh, I think it's a little irresponsible with uh, a little the way it's a, it's, uh, it's a little. Well, because I can picture, uh, and, and it did feel like this movie was marketed towards women. Like, didn't didn't Oprah? Make a big deal about this film? Did if she? not, it seems like she would have. Maybe Wendy Williams. Did. <laughs> Wendy Williams. You know, <laughs> some of that ilk. Uh, I like that you've done TV. like all this. Re- I did research on pubic hair and Oprah, <laughs> and they both responded very positively. To I'm just saying, uh, it could have been a little more responsible with the, the, the these questions that Anna asks later on about why do you have to be this way. She asked them way too late because she's already yep. given into him at that point. And it really becomes like, oh, okay, this is very convenient. You guys got to have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Like, she gets to be a strong heroine character who stands up for herself. But she also gets be to be saved, like, a million But times. she gets to be saved, and she gets to have the guy control her and uh-huh. take her over and fall into that fantasy. So there's, there's a little perverse in its yeah. fantasy fulfillment, uh-huh. I thought. I absolutely agree with yeah. that. And I, I think that uh, as the father of, oh, of a girl, yes. like, 
I want Somebody's nothing daughter. more than for my daughter to have enough confidence in herself to never put up with bullshit like this. Like some dude who's like, do all these things, all these things I say, and if you behave very well, I will let you have me. <laughs> uh, fuck off, man. Hell, you know, and so I just, I, I would hope that, you know, if you're, if you're making a movie for women, by women, like for women to enjoy, and like, there's so little out there for like that is designated and like designed as like for entertainment for women. Like it, there's, it's so rare. Why would you do this? Where like your protagonist is so weak, and and to give this false sense of her having strength at the end, right? It, it's even more of a slap in the face. It, it is a very irresponsible movie. Uh, if we were going to remake Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. How would we do that? I only recast oh, Anastasia. The top two? And, yeah, and uh, Christian Grey. That's one way to do it, but I thought we had some uh, notable uh, supporting cast members that I wanted to uh, acknowledge here. Uh-huh. Let's start with uh, her mom, who uh, looks a lot like Meryl Streep. Yeah. If you looked at it, if you kind of squinted your eyes. In fact, Jenna was even like, is that Meryl Streep? I was like, no, oh my Meryl God. Streep is not. That would be perfect if they gray. somehow fit like Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci into this film. <laughs> you brought you guys the parents. <laughs> The affable parents. <laughs> They're always the affable parents. Joking. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, whatever you do, don't get down on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who I love and respect, and Stanley like, Tucci. he does such great work, Stanley Tucci does like some of these weird like yeah, typical roles where you're like, mm-hmm. like Easy A, the father character in uh-huh. Easy A, where you're like, Wait, no, no dad is like that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, I, I do have to bring up because um, the, the perfect... Uh, uh, antidote to this film is uh, you usually watch. Uh, ask me if I watch new movies this time. You didn't oh, I'm ask, sorry. And it's I watch like new movies. Been a long time. What did you want to talk about? Well, one of them um, is a film called "Isn't It Romantic" with uh, Rebel Wilson and oh, uh, about her living Liam in a rom Yeah, yeah, where she like hits her head as amnesia and wakes up and she's living in a rom com, and it totally parodies all the tropes of the rom com films. But this movie is kind of like guilty of a, of a lot of them, like yeah. the things that she's making fun. Of. It's a really good film, by the way. I thought it was very sweet, very well done. Uh-huh. Uh, great satire, self aware, but then also had like a message, a self empowerment message at the end. Uh, girls, watch. Isn't it romantic? And not this film. It's much more uh, romantic. Yes, isn't it? And empowering. <laughs> anyway, but uh, all yeah. right. So the mother character is Meryl Streep. Mother character will go with Meryl Streep. Uh, next, I have. I'll wait for this to come back up. Next, thing I have uh, Taylor, the uh, the bodyguard, Christian. Grace, somebody, somebody's bodyguard. been commenting the fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't see what they're saying. Yeah. You're a great dad, Joe. I don't think oh, thanks. Worry. I'm a great dad. You and Sarah says Leslie Lee. I'm a great dad because I don't want my daughter to fuck some horrible millionaire. <laughs> exactly. You're, I'll fuck him. Your father. <laughs> my daughter should have that kind of self-respect. Joe Buginati, I will. Father of the year. Uh, so Taylor, his his old bodyguard, his sidekick, who uh, does all of his... Who looks like Lance Armstrong. Dirty laundry does look like Lance Armstrong. I also thought he looked like Craig Ferguson. <laughs> a little Scottish thing going on. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Uh, how about Mama Gray? Christian mm-hmm. Gray's mom who shows up. Uh, it was played by uh, Marsha Gay Harden in this one. Yeah. And uh, how about Sandra Bullock as a replacement for That's her? That's good. That's she kind good of uh, looks very similar. Uh-huh. Her friend, her... Um, oh, God, the college... Kate. Kate. The, like the typical college roommate friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with Chloe Grace Moretz for okay. her. That's pretty good. See if she can breathe some life into that. Sure. And then uh, I also have Jose, the photographer, <laughs> slash uh, a, a potential rapist. Yeah. Uh, the guy's name is... Uh, 
Jorge Lindeborg Jr. What's he? You're not going to know his name, but you'll know his face because he was in Bumblebee. He was the friend. Oh, he was the, who, the friend. Oh, who interest. had the GoBots comic? Yes, <laughs> he comes yes. walking across the street. He was also in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's really good. He's really good, and I could see him playing that role too. Uh, which brings me to our, our two leads. Uh, who do you want to do first? Uh, whoever you want. Let's do uh, Christian Grey. Christian Grey. Christian Grey. Played by Christian Bale. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. American Psycho. Yeah. It's almost the same it's character. It's the same character. Yeah. I uh, went with uh, Zach Efron. A That's little great. younger there. He's supposed to be a young professional. Yeah. Well, let's hear your Anastasia Steele then. Christian Bale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. Seriously? Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yes. Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. Oh, you win. That's fantastic. Uh, I love it. That's actually really good. I can see them playing that role. Although, how dare him do that to her? <laughs> I know, that's terrible. Uh, well, my Anastasia Steele uh, was going to be Catherine Langford. Oh, you know, from 13 yeah, Reasons. 13 Reasons. And, uh, Knives Out. Have you seen Knives Out yet? I have it. I haven't watched it yet. Mm, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. And obviously, mine directed by Chris Nolan. Uh, oh, why obviously? Be, oh, because he's worked with Christian Bale like <laughs> four times. All right, yeah. I have no director. Uh, all right, guys, if you have any thoughts about Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, I know we have glossed right the fuck over a lot of things, so if you want to continue the discussion, just go to facebook.com slash editingbay or go to Editing Bay, uh, put Editing Bay in the search bar and find the image of the one with the bleeding eyes. Works. Click on that, and that's where you can find us and uh, talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie, and if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, mm. go ahead and put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's somewhere in between. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there and bookmark it. Anytime you need to find anything about the Editing Bay, you're going to find all of the links there, the links to our aforementioned Facebook page, uh-huh. also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. Uh, always know what uh, the new movies we're going to be reviewing and the uh, little last minute updates. Yeah. Uh, what else we have? We've got. Uh, you want to buy a T-shirt? You can still do it there. <laughs> you want to subscribe to our Patreon uh, page? And, yeah, and please. Be a supporter. You can do it there. All that and more on editingbay.com. Uh, guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Really appreciate that. Five star rating would be awesome. And then leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the show. And even if you have criticism. Make it five stars. Five-star criticism. Help us grow. Uh, You know what? If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're just some asshole Christian Grey (laughs) who wants us to sign an NDA and then show us your little torture room Mm -hmm. and then fuck us with your whips and chains and shit. And our big prizes, we get to have you. You, no way. Fuck that. Yeah, please leave five stars. Uh, that would be awesome. All right, so next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had thought of doing... there. I had a couple ideas. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Well, no, I was going to do Girl Interrupted. Oh, the female it, version. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Uh, but instead, uh, I decided we're going to do Creating Rem Lazar. No. No, no, no. no, oh, no. Okay. I just oh, reaction. Thank you. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. It's going to happen. <laughs> you need do it to on know a week this. when I'm not here. You need to know Make this. Test watch. You that. need to know this. Right. It's gonna happen, but not next week. <laughs> Thank Christ. Next week, I want to have a little bit of fun. I started thinking Good. about this because we, I watched the Oscars. Yes. Oh, and, let's talk uh, about that. You, you want to watch? You want to talk about? Might it? as well. I, I have one thing. Okay. I'm kind of fine with how everything played out okay. for the most part until we got to best visual effects. And I think I had this thought last year again. This always happens. Where they gave it to First Man or whatever. Where it had like two seconds of special effects. There's nothing in there we haven't seen before. And like ignored Infinity War. I think it was Infinity War at the time. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm, I'm like, okay, so then this year... Maybe. We got Endgame, it was, I'm like, right? we had Endgame, we had Star Wars. Star Wars. And we had, like, Ad Astra. What was... What did it end up going to? <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to look it up right now. I think it went to... I think it went to 1917 or something. Yes, I think it did. I think it was 1917. I think it went to 1917. they CGI'd a biplane. And my whole thing is like, okay, I get it. 1917 is your artistic picture. It's a good film. But you cannot convince me... That more special effects work <laughs> went, into, went into 1917 yeah. than went into Endgame. And not saying that just because there's more work, it mm-hmm. makes it better work. But the the simple fact of the matter is, it was fantastic work it's that so they great. did on Endgame. How are you just going to... Well, just to be nominated as an honor. No, no, no fuck not that. this year. That is, it deserved to be recognized. It's outstanding. See, and I totally saw it coming. I knew they wouldn't... And I was complaining to Jen about it. I was like, they're never going to... They always do this, right? They always give it to the one they feel like it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, they never give it to like the flashy one. Um, but I thought they would go with the Irishman. Because it's Scorsese, because of the de-aging effects, they at least... The de-aging looked bad, though. But I, I, I told I said they'll never give it to the one... The de-aging did look bad, but at least it was it was a progression of the... Like, it's a new technology. It's kind yeah. of, like, you know, deep fakes are the big thing now. Sure. Um, but they never give it to the the one, the obvious one. Uh-huh. And I don't understand why. Like, well, I, I do understand why. I mean, why, and but... feel how you want about Star Wars. And, you. I mean, people are like, I'm surprised you're not backing Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker was a fine film. It was re- it, for me. It sure. was fun. I had a great time yeah. with it. But you can't even convince me that they did more and better visual effects Mm-mm. in that than they did in Endgame. Nothing in that we hadn't seen before. Endgame was just mind blowing, and and again, I, I just it, it. The Irishman, yeah, three hour long movie. Mm-hmm. At the end, you got this like way too drawn out ending. At least at the end of the three hour end Endgame, you got a cool Thanos battle. Yeah, man, and like. I guess what I'm looking for, and I shouldn't try to look for it with award shows. I guess it doesn't matter. But I guess I'm looking for that validation as a fan of like, right? you have to recognize this. Yes. You know, it's obvious. That this film is a culmination of 20 years of putting these movies together. Mm-hmm. The least you could do you throw it a is bone. throw them a bone. Like recognize it's not like it's, it's best not even, picture. It's not even throwing them a bone because they, der- they, they deserve, deserve that. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like when they nominated Black Panther for Best Picture. Yeah. Nobody in the world believed it it's was going to win Best Picture. I wasn't pushing for Black Panther to win Best Picture. I didn't think it was Best Picture. It, it didn't it deserve have been nominated. to nominated. But this, in this category, I was just like, really? Yeah. 1917? Come on, man. Uh, what else? Did anything else strike you? Uh, well, just... The meaningless Eminem lose yourself moment? Ooh, man. He's looking, uh, looking a little rough there, huh? Bro could not... He had no breath control. Like, no. he couldn't sing. He was doing the Vince Neil thing. When I saw Vince Neil, the last time I saw Motley Crue in concert. Oh, yeah. And Vince Neil was, like, fat and out of shape. And, like, <laughs> he couldn't sing complete verses. Yeah. So he sings part of it. Lose his breath. Like, Introduce me to it. And you can tell. In they, a cellophane dress. And they've still got his uh, vocal track, like, yeah. on the music that they're playing back. For, so he can he can bow out a little bit if he needs yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy the beard, though. Yeah. I like that look on him. That was, but, that uh, was something. Yeah, he's starting to lose himself. All I right. was I was really <laughs> thinking... Because Lin Manuel Miranda, he introduced that whole bit. Mm-hmm. I really and because the announcement of the Hamilton movie had mm-hmm. come out, I really thought they were going to do "Lose Yourself," but then that Lin Manuel Miranda was going to come in with like "Not Throwing Away My Shot" from Hamilton. Oh, because they're kind of similar musically. Interesting. So I was like, oh, that would have been mashup. And it, it but they did not. It, it, didn't, it did not no, happen. No. Um, I was uh, <laughs> I caught myself laughing during probably one of the most unlikely moments. Oh no. The in memoriam, 
Oh no, why? Because oh, when Rip Torn came on screen, you could, I remember you about talking about the underpants. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I promised to thinking about that. <laughs> and I can't remember. It was I think it was uh, Stephanie at work? She was uh-huh. like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "I'm watching the in memoriam at the Oscars." She's like, "Why, why is laughing? that funny?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I guess for the most part, the Oscars turned out the way that I figured that they would. Oh, you thought that Parasite was going to get the, the... I liked Parasite. The big wins? I liked Parasite. I thought 1917 was going to take it, just trying to understand how the Academy that worked. That seemed to be the... Uh, like yeah, the safe choice. Exactly. But so they Oscars would so white, so they do everything they can to prove that they're not. And they always do it like two or three years too late. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I appreciate it, though, uh, and, and and happy for everyone involved, and I do think it's... It's uh, it sends a. Did a you nice see message. Parasite? Yet? I still haven't seen it, but you should see it. Everybody says it's well deserved. I know I'm going to love it when yeah, I see it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's it. Those are yeah. my Oscar thoughts. But no, coming back around to that, the uh, oh, sorry, the reason man. why I have brought Tangent. that up, uh, Rip Torn, is because I want to watch a, a movie featuring Rip Torn next week. All right, and it was one of the options that we had for when we had done our little away. memorial for him. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Yeah, we're okay. going to do Don Cascarelli's Beastmaster, nice. starring Mark Singer. Uh, kind of a, a a film based on like He Man and Conan. It and, looks like, very Masters of the Universe. Yes, and, and with worse production value. <laughs> but maybe possible. plays out a little bit better yeah? than Masters of the Universe. Oh wow! I'll you, be interested to see your take on mm, this. And you love Masters of the Universe. I do love Masters of the Universe, but I also love Beastmaster. Did you hear? Speaking of which, that there is it Kevin the Smith? Kevin Smith anime. They announced the cast list. Yes. Did you see that? Mark Hamill as, Cole, as Skeletor. Skeletor. That's perfect, dude. This like weird cross section of two of like the biggest things that just... influenced me in my life. Like they're the Transformers, mm-hmm. GI Joe, mm-hmm. He Man, and Star Wars. The biggest things for That's me growing point. up. It wasn't until a little bit later that I discovered comics and there was like the X-Men and stuff. But it was those four things, those cartoons. It was yeah, like uh, and and obviously Star Wars. Uh but like the uh to see those cross sections that Mark Hamill being Skeletor, like, yeah. wow. And Kevin Conroy is going to be in Kevin it, Kevin Conroy and then uh, Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty. evil evil Lynn. That is great. I think that's perfect. I'll tell you what, man. Kevin Smith, if it was him or if there was somebody else in charge of casting this thing, I don't know who it is. I have to imagine it's Kevin Smith. He knocked it out of the park with this voice cast. Now all it has to do is be written well. Yeah. Write this fucking well. Well, he's got a good track record with the animation and comic He books. absolutely does. I feel like they're stronger than his films in yeah. his later part yeah, of his yeah. career. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about nice. Beastmaster next week. <laughs> Fun. Uh, I don't know if you can find that streaming anywhere. Hmm. I wish I'd brought my laptop because I could have given you a copy of it. It's all right. Uh, I can right. find so, it. Uh, so we'll do that. Hopefully Tess will join us. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. And really quick before I go, oh. opening tomorrow, yeah. which it'll be today, I guess, by the time this goes up. Or it already is Yesterday. Today. <laughs> um, uh, we've got the uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest opening up Garland Civic Theater. Uh, you can check it out. Just search Garland Civic Theater on Google if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Come out, see us. We're going to be going on until what next uh, next Sunday. So it's a two week run, eight shows. Come on out and join us. Can't and, wait. Uh, we'll have a good time. Uh, and we'll see you next week for Beastmaster. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.